welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a sprinkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your ever-present host for season five, myself, Sally, and I am joined by... She needs no introduction. <laughs> no, I've always said that. <laughs> Tessa. <Woo-woo-woo! laughs> That's right. The sister duo is taking on this podcast episode. So we're going to launch right into it with our first segment, which is Wintry Wisdom. During this segment, we talk about a lesson that can be seen throughout the Hallmark movies. So my lesson that I've learned is that you have to participate and give back to your community. Because I feel like especially the holiday movies is when they're like, yes, charity work, yay, donations. Like, even in the movie we're about to talk about, they have that moment where the Santa's like ringing the bell. They choose to put the money in the bucket. So I feel like... That one's a very apt one that you can see throughout the Hallmark movies. So one thing that I've learned from the Hallmark movies Ooh. about the season is that you absolutely have no choice but to bake a Christmas treat at least one time. Yes. Because it's like all over. I mean, I guess it actually wasn't in this one. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of a letdown. But, yeah, but most kinda, of them yeah. have like some sort of like baking scene. And I feel like I normally don't do that, but this year... You're going to do it? Vibes. Yeah, I think I have to. I'm oh going to pick something. Gosh. And I'm going to pick it. I love it. Well, we'll just move on to our next segment then, which is our Polar Pick segment. During this segment, we of course give you all the usual elements and we walk through our chronologically favorite moments. But before we get started... I do have to tell you what movie we watched. We watched Noel Next Door, starring the lovely Natalie Hall as our leading lady, Noel. Which, it's kind of weird because Natalie Hall was in our movie like two episodes ago or something like that. I did not plan for it to be like that. And then alongside her playing leading man Jeremy was Corey Sevier who was in Pumpkin Everything from not that long ago. Oh, oh, we got we got a comment. We got a comment. And I must <laughs> say, sir, your choice of hairstyling in this movie is about a Superior. million times better than Pumpkin Everything. Please keep it like this. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, if I can, I'm going to put a side-by-side picture in the Instagram so you can really see the glow up that occurred between the fall movie and the Christmas movie. I did not believe it was the same person. <laughs> that was the best part of it. We're literally watching it and Tess is like, the leading man's kind of cute or whatever. And then I was like, um, he was in the movie that you watched with us but you said he wasn't cute at all. <laughs> it's the hair though. It's, it's the, the hair. hair. Sometimes like it makes it. a difference. But I'll go ahead and read Hallmark's brief synopsis of the movie. They said, A hardworking single mom gets into a war of words with a neighbor who she feels is ruining Christmas, only to find that this misunderstood grouch may steal her heart. Aww. (laughs) I don't agree with that synopsis. Ooh, tea. You want to give it? 
Well, I think he'd already stolen her heart. Yeah. It's kind of backwards. It is like, a little bit backwards. I, I actually agree with you. She was falling in love with him the whole time. Yeah. And then she figures out it's the neighbor that everyone's yeah. been having an issue with, including my own son. But whatever. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So just to briefly set you up before we launch into our points, like it said, Noelle is a single mom. Sounds like it was a pretty rocky divorce. She gives the timeline of about nine months ago. The whole time her ex, Greg, is trying to break their custody agreement and have their son, Henry, come to his place for Christmas, claiming he has a more family-like environment to provide because he has... Is her name Bella or Donna? I don't, I don't really think it matters. I love the fact that... What's the lady lady? Dina. It was Dina, wasn't it? I love the fact that Noelle just refers to her as the mistress the whole time. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, that was kind of tea. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. So, like, there's been some cheating going on. There, mm-hmm. there's, some, there's some open wounds with that situation. But, yes, the whole time Greg is trying to get her to give up Henry for the... Christmas, even though it was in their agreement that she would be able to take that first Christmas. She's balancing a lot. She works at a diner. It's actually super cute diner with tons it of Christmas is. decorations. I love it. I will build it in the Sims. <laughs> oh, yes, queen. But Jeremy first runs into Noel at this diner, and there's some very real and palpable sparks between the two of them. But that is where we will leave you because we do need to get into those top moments. So my top moment for the first one. So after Natalie has met Jeremy, she feels the sparks. Her sister is trying to push her to put herself out there and date, which I'm like, nine months after a divorce is not that long. Yeah. But I guess sister is very concerned and wants Noelle to have a man by Christmas time. I'm not really sure. So she sets her up on this blind date that the sister's husband approved of. And why he signed off on this man boggles my mind. Because this man apparently has gotten banned on all social media platforms for spreading misinformation. One of the first things he says to Noelle when he meets her is that he doesn't believe in handshakes. Because of germs, but he was willing to fist bump her, which Tess pointed out. Still germs. germs. <laughs> Maybe not as much as the the pads of your fingers and like your hand, but still the backs of your finger. It, it, you touch. You're more likely to rub your eye with the back yeah. of your hand. You know what I mean? It like, make come sense. on, come it on make now. Sense. And like all throughout this dinner, which I will say, her as Tess pointed out when we were watching the movie, her sister could have snuck her out the back. Don't know why that didn't happen. But the fact that her sister hosted the dinner did make me feel better because she didn't just say, like, off with you. Like, she actually, you know, they they stuck with her. It wasn't great. Definitely an interesting situation, to say the least. And he challenges Noelle every step of the way, saying that fiction books don't matter. Nonfiction's the only thing worthwhile. Just all these, like, really humorous scenes. And the sister even was like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have set you up on that blind date. But that was my first moment. What was your first moment? Thanks, Beastie. Well, what a coinky-dink, because Jeremy is also set up on a blind date. His neighbor, old friend, I don't know if he lives in the community. He just shows up out of the blue sometimes. Their relationship is never understood throughout the movie. Do you remember his name? His name's Frank. Oh, yeah, Frank. Because the honorable mention for a quote is that (laughs) right when Frank is setting... Jeremy up on this blind date. Jeremy said, can I be frank with you, Frank? And the fact that they just 
glossed over the moment. No one, Frank didn't even say, oh, like, I haven't heard that one. And you know, like, what, what, Frank, come on, dude. What kind of friendship do you have that he can unironically say? <laughs> can I be frank with you, Frank? <laughs> Love it. But whatever. So Frank has this girl that he knows through, I don't even, I don't know. He just knows. He just knows. He knows girls. <laughs> and she said that Jeremy sounded great. Great. Wonderful. Something. Spon spectacular. Worth a shot. <laughs> I don't know. Fill in the blank. So they are going on this date. They tried to go to this kind of fancier place and she said I already went inside and they said it's over an hour wait. Tea. Which, why didn't you get reservations? But. Yeah, he, he said I thought on a Thursday. But. Alas. Whatever. So they, she says, well, there's this really cute diner down the street, mm -hmm. and I think you can guess which diner it is. So they show up, and Noelle is working, and yeah. she kind of has this moment where she sees them, and she's like, <sighs> I know, she's devastated, honestly. But you've only seen this guy, like, twice. Yeah, so to be fair. Down. It quickly does not go well. Well, one thing that we haven't mentioned about Jeremy yet that should probably be clarified is that he's kind of known as like a Grinch or a Scrooge because he hates Christmas time. And his right arm, left. his left arm is completely immobilized. So as he's trying to take his coat off when they get to the diner, it's taking him a minute. And his date <laughs> literally looks him, looks at him and says, You're kind of causing a scene. I was like, girl! She said, well, maybe you could just keep the coat on. And he's like, it's a little hot in here for that, don't you think? And so he tries to keep, yeah. continue to get the coat off of his arm. And she's like, you're kind of making a scene. Which, like, he wasn't. I was baffled. <laughs> yeah. I said, in what world do you think saying that to someone is okay? But whatever. Yeah, it was so massively uncomfortable. And he kind of just calls he cut her. It there. Yeah, he calls her on the carpet and was like, you're okay. intelligent, you're smart, you know that this isn't going to go anywhere, should we just call this? Here? Right. Like, we can be friends. And then she gets super offended, which she doesn't have a right to be she offended. She has no right to be offended. But she's like, I mean, let's just not. Yeah. Sort of thing. And, and storms out. Yeah. She's honestly the one who caused the scene between the two of them. But Noelle did witness this whole fiasco, and she weirdly, like, comes over and sits with him. As she's <laughs> working? Yeah, we're kind of like, what, what is happening? <laughs> and she brings him a pie and takes a bite of his pie. We need to emphasize it again. While she's working. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and basically claims that she saved him from this blind date fail. Explaining that she also went through a blind date fail of her own. Of course, the one that I just described. And this is where we reached the quote of our podcast. Because... He said, oh, your blind date was that bad, huh? And she responded with, he didn't even pass the smell test, which we all know womp, womp. what that means. <laughs> we all know. But one of my favorite moments in that failed dating scene was that right when she stormed off, he looks up and there's this really cute old couple sitting yeah. at the diner, like at the bar, and they're just holding hands and talking and... It was just so sweet. It was. You really could tell sweet. like that's all he wanted and to have just been on such a rough date with yeah. this jerk. And like I just felt bad for him. Yeah. Scroogey. A scroogey. <laughs> well, my second polar pick is a scene where 
Jeremy decides everyone that I've been meeting through blind dating is not working. Noelle is right there. She's very kind and compassionate. She's been sweet to me every time she sees me, even with my arm. And <laughs> he decides he's going to place an online pickup order and he's going to ask for her number. But as he's marching in, he sees that Noelle is just standing up at the front of the house, cleaning some glasses, and there's this really questionable looking guy. Rusty dude. <laughs> uncomfortable way where he's like yeah what does he even say I'm trying to remember he like had so many bad lines he was basically like I know you want to go out with me and I know you know that I'm out of your league because you work at a diner and all yeah. this stuff like he's just being gross and weird and so then Jeremy is like I'm gonna take matters into my own hands <laughs> he storms up and is like hey you owe her an apology and the guy's like, I don't think I do. And then he's like, what if I were to hit you with your arm the way it is? And Jeremy's like, go ahead. But not before I tell the diner what you've been saying to this woman. And that got the attention of a, a little kid in one of the booths. He was, he was really... <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, what did he what say? What did he say? He leaned like he was so invested. That kid have been waiting for that moment his whole life. You had an honorable mention in this memory, right, bruh? Oh, yeah. Because after he says, like, go ahead, hit me, and now after I tell the diner, like, he gets the diner full attention. And then the guy, like, backs down and is like, whatever, man. <laughs> like, has the <laughs> biggest voice crack in the world at you, Nick. Oh, no! Not cool. He's like, I don't even care. I don't care anyways. And then just kind of rushes out. Yeah. But it was the most uncomfortable, like, that voice crack just, oh, my God. I just... For him to have been such a macho, like, we're having right. fun, aren't we, sweetie? Like, yeah. tell this man we're having fun. Right. Like, ew. But they wouldn't back down. That would probably aggravate someone like that more. Like, it I was know. such a hallmark, like, yeah. no. In real life, they would not be like, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like, the like Tess said, the writing on this one, just, I don't understand why they chose to include this scene. Like, on the one hand, I... I see how it was meant to highlight that Jeremy is one of the few men in Noelle's life that would stand up for her. Because clearly, like, she had a rough relationship. But at the same time, like, Noelle's smart enough to know you just go in the back if someone's bothering you and you tell your coworkers to let you know when they're gone. Like, yeah. everyone knows this. This is Have not an new. exit strategy, Noelle. You right. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. But from this scene... The thing I liked about it is that Jeremy was able to get her number, and they were able to set up a date together, which I thought was so sweet. So one of the, like, subplots that's happening this yes. whole time is Noelle's kid, Henry, <laughs> has been repeatedly oh practicing his soccer game just by simply kicking the ball against one of Jeremy's walls of his, like, condo. And it's been, like, a recurring theme, and every time he gets out, he, you know, goes outside, and he's like, you gotta stop kicking that against my wall. Like, it's all Scroogey. You know? Yeah. And Henry is a jerk he's every a time. Jerk. He's like, catch me, you know? Which is also rude because he walks with a cane. Right. Because, again, his whole left side has been, like, affected, so he can't really walk as well. So he can't chase after this kid, and the kid knows it. Which is so rude. Yeah. Stop being so... a jerk. And then the fact that he keeps doing it and coming back. 
So, like, one of the last times they show that he does it, you know, they have, like, the whole exchange and he's running around. The kid kicks the soccer ball at him. At his head! At his head. Like, he catches oh my it God. at his right arm. And then Frank shows up out of the blue, like, right after Henry. <laughs> he has, always shows Henry up Henry has run away. Like, literally, I don't know where Frank came from. <laughs> I will never know. Where does Frank come from? That's my Frank, question. Frank, where do you reside? <laughs> but he's like, you know, you really can't be, like, yelling at kids like that. You know you know what they say. They say things about you in this neighborhood. And he's like, do they really call me Scrooge? And Frank says, you can't be Scrooge. You're not as rich as he was. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I love, love that, that line. I love that line. Yeah. It just made me laugh. It was a, it was a jolly good time. Yeah, and of course, this is really where the situation escalates, because at this point, we've mentioned Henry's a jerk. He really is. He releases his bunny in Jeremy's condo and tells his mom that his bunny got out. How'd you get in there? Yeah, like, literally, this is the most (laughs) implausible thing, that Henry expects everyone to just believe that his bunny left their condo and went to the neighbor's condo that they're having problems with. But every adult... It's like, yeah, that's legit. And also, (laughs) they show a hamster cage. Yeah, Hallmark, we're calling you on this one. Holy moly, the rabbit wouldn't have even fit through that little door. Like, you know how it has, like, a little, like, a tiny, tiny Tiny door at the top of the cage so you can reach in and grab your hamster? Like, that's what they showed for this rabbit, supposedly. Like, no, they need a whole crate. You can't be showing it like that. Because yeah. there are people that don't know how to take care of rabbits. So and, it's true. <laughs> and rabbits are one of the ones that, like, it's most hard, people don't yeah. know how to take care of them. Because they just they think, oh, Easter time, yay, a bunny. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you don't know what they you're doing. They take a lot of yeah. work. So the fact that they showed that, I was like, what in the world? <laughs> he couldn't have gotten in what that thing, in let alone bunny. out. <laughs> right. Gosh. Yeah, it made no sense. And he also, like, messes with him by shoving a toothpick in his door so he can't unlock... Like, this is just, like, really messed up stuff, to be honest. Like, well, Hallmark messed up stuff. Let me let me clarify that one. Uh, Henry's just bullying him. Yeah, it's so cruel. And the fact that he's, like, he tells his mom, which just adds fuel to the fire, he tells his mom that he's doing nothing. That he's, like, just playing soccer. Not, like, she literally says, like, are you kicking it against his wall? And he's like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like. He's lying to her and instigating her because she just gets more and more mad that this neighbor... She's like, who is this guy in 224? Whatever the number is. Yes, 224. Yeah, that's like such a Scrooge and like bullying the neighborhood. Like, no, your son's the one bullying him. I know, it's so messed up. And during that last one where Henry kicks the ball at Jeremy's head, like what Tess described... He actually just takes his soccer ball and says, like, you're basically, you're not getting this back because I'm not going to let you keep just kicking it against the side of my house. And that's really where um, we get to my polar pick number three moment because now Noelle is ticked. She's done. She's like, this is the last straw. Like, he's taken your property. I'm over this. I'm going to confront him. So she writes out a quick note, but she has to go to her shift. So she's like, I'll just deliver it later. This is when her and Jeremy have a third date planned for that night to go to a fancy Italian restaurant together. Again, they're really kicking it off. Their chemistry is super strong in this, which we'll, we'll talk about more in depth later. But as she's coming back, getting dressed for the date, she's talking with Henry saying how, you know, like, she's only gonna move on if he's comfortable with it, which is kind of weird. I feel like 
He's not at the age where he should, like, dictate who... No, he's also a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, he's also a jerk. But that's beyond the point. She's basically ready for her date. She's explaining to him that, like, she's really interested in this guy. And this is when Jeremy's returning home to that toothpick lodged in his door. He decides this is the last step. This was intentional. This was meant to provoke me. So he goes to Noelle's house, not knowing it's Noelle's house. He just knows that it's the kid in 204. Yes, he just knows it's a kid with his single mom. So he doesn't know that it's Noelle and Henry. So he comes, and as he's opening the door, of course, Noelle, I was like, oh, Jeremy, how did you know where I live? I thought we were going to meet at the restaurant. And he's kind of, like, caught in he's all like, these oh, mixed shoot. emotions. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so that means you're the mom. You live here. This is the person that I've been, like, writing angry letters to and all this stuff. And Henry, of course, has to show up and has such a big voice crack, like, ah, it's him! <laughs> <laughs> and, of course... Mom, that's him! <laughs> Of course, Noelle's like, you mean this is the guy that, like, stole your soccer ball? So she is furious. She definitely stepped into that mama bear role and was like, no, you don't do that to my kid. And to be fair, I feel like Jeremy didn't handle this too poorly because he was equally surprised that it was Noelle and that Henry was her child that they've been talking about. Like, I would be immensely shocked in that situation, too. And he's just kind of, like, your kid, like, trying to control his anger. And Noelle keeps being, like, Henry. His name is Henry. Which I'm like, dude, he's giving it his all right now. He is holding back his unbridled rage. And you're really going to pick on the fact that he's not calling him by his name. But basically, Jeremy does list out what he's been doing. He's like, he's been kicking the soccer ball at the side of my house. He's been kicking the soccer ball at my head. He let the bunny go in my condo. He stuck the toothpick in my door. Like, he's just listing out what he did. And Noel just turns to Henry and was like, is that true? And Henry, of course, is like, no, no, it's not, Mom. (laughs) And then she basically, like, shoves the note that she had written him, the angry note that's, like, basically, like, leave us alone. She shoves it at his chest and says, like, well, it's okay that you can't get into your condo right now because I'm canceling our date. So she just, like, cuts off communication. She's done with him. And it's... I picked this moment because I thought that Henry's reaction was so funny because he's just like, I didn't do any of those things. Why are you making this up? Like, he was so caught in the fact... Which, again, proves he's a jerk. Yes, the fact that Noel... I'm like, girl... You should know when your son's lying. Because it means that Henry also had pieced together that this is the guy that yes. my mom was seeing and that was making her so happy. So yes. to take that moment, like, maybe he was just scared. I get it, but, but like, pull your you mom aside. You literally was like, no, yeah. all of that is all of not false. true. Are you kidding? Yeah. Because you knew it's... she was going to shut him out then. You saw the mama bear mode was activated. Oh, yeah. There was no going back. <laughs> there was no going back. <laughs> it's so true. But yes, I just wanted to touch on that one because that's also like, you know, of course, our betrayal. It's our big moment in the movie. But why don't you share your final polar pick? Oh, I love it. I love it too. After that whole blow up, obviously Noelle is devastated. Yeah. And she had such a cute outfit on for the yeah, day. Yeah, she, was, she ready. was ready to go. She was devastated. So what else do you do but go over to your sissy's house and 
put some comfy PJs on and snuggle up by like a fire and all the Christmas lights. Yes. Um, I think the sister had like some sort of hot drink, like hot chocolate or something. She like did, that. and then yeah. Noelle had a tub of ice cream. Yeah, which is she how was you ready. do it. It's how, how you do it. And I saw they were so sweet, and they were just talking through everything. And the sister yeah. was kind of like, "Well, maybe you just need to talk to him." And she's like, "No, <laughs> absolutely not," which is very Sally and I. Yeah. I did love how it seemed to reflect our relationship. It was just so cute. I love that scene. Like, such a good Hallmark family sister thing. Yes. But, of course, even though those were our top moments, we'll have to walk you through the resolution real quick. Because we haven't even had a smooch meter yet, so you know it's not over. (laughs) Essentially, for as annoying as Henry was in my polar pick moment, he does step up. And he goes to Jeremy's. And he apologizes to him for lying and for provoking him the way that he did. And Jeremy also following after Frank. Well, okay, actually, before we completely resolve things, I feel like an honorable mention moment was the fact that Noelle was coping with ice cream, whereas Hallmark straight up showed Jeremy coping with alcohol, alcohol. which I was like, that was a choice. Like, like a hard liquor. I'm really shocked that they did that. Because that just seems very out of character for them. I mean, it is a way people cope. Probably not the healthiest to show in a movie, but, you know. But Frank finds him in the middle of a hangover and basically tells him, like, when you started dating Noelle, or anyone new, he's like, you need to be open to their world, too. So he kind of points out, like, that's her son. That's why she reacted the way she did. Like... She's going to be protective of him. And he, of course, explains that apologies and forgiveness are a part of relationships. So if they're going to have a relationship, he needs to be able to own up and lean into forgiveness. And Henry gets the ball going, of all people. He's the one who apologizes. He's the one who owns up to what he did. And he actually starts playing soccer with Jeremy. It's kind of a cute little scene as they're kicking the ball around. At this point... Noel does know that the reason why his left arm is immobilized is because he had a stroke. So when he comes over to apologize to her on Christmas Eve, she abruptly asks him, so why do you hate Christmas? <laughs> Which I'm like, that is such a weird thing to say after he's like, I'm so sorry for, you know, losing my temper at your son and taking a sucker ball and all those things. There are some burning questions that <laughs> yeah, just needed to I, be answered. Yeah, it just... it. It popped out, and he basically explained that he had the stroke Christmas morning unexpectedly, and as he was trying to adapt to the way he was going to have to live his life, um, his wife just straight up left him. I know, Beastie, isn't that sad? Beastie's giving eyes like that sad. It was sad. So that's why he hates the holiday season, because it's a challenging reminder of how he's alone now because of how his life changed three years ago with that stroke. So she kind of realizes her error as well, especially since Henry owned up to her all the ways that he provoked Jeremy. (laughs) All the ways that he bullied Jeremy for no reason. Straight up. And they kind of come to realize that why Henry was acting out, according to him, is that his dad's fiance, because Greg is now engaged to Dina, or whatever her name is, um, is kind of mean to Henry, and straight up said to the dad that she doesn't 
like him. So he overheard this because he's always snooping. Like, literally, Noelle, tell your son, hey, sometimes if you hear a hushed conversation, that means you leave the room, okay? Every time Noelle was on the phone with yeah. Henry's dad, it was like, always it zoomed to Henry, like, sitting on the yeah. stairs. Yeah, I'm like, dude, just, just stop putting yourself in this misery, okay? Like, please. <laughs> it's called put on music. It's called have a dance party, like... I didn't make up the rules, Henry. Noelle invites Jeremy to come over Christmas morning because at this point she, Greg was like gonna push legal action to try to get Henry for Christmas. So she just decides to compromise and said he could take him after dinner, which again, I, when we were watching this, I'm like, so basically he gets to put him to bed. Is what you're saying. <laughs> but anyways, that's the agreement. So she invites Jeremy to come over for the morning and hang out with Henry and watch him unwrap gifts, which, I mean, I guess that's fun to some people. <laughs> but essentially, she's open to that second chance. And wait, when do they kiss? Well, I think they were first going to kiss, but then... Then they were going to kiss again when Henry came down. Yeah, Henry came down and interrupted them. And we're like, look at the bunnies. Yeah. Like yeah, it was... <laughs> Henry, he couldn't stop being annoying. No. Like, he really couldn't. Like, that was the worst moment for you to come down the stairs, but... <sighs> Jeremy threw a fit about this Christmas tree because... Actually, Tazen, I couldn't stop laughing because he <laughs> tripped... <laughs> Just yet another awful, fake, hallmark fall. Like, he tripped on the so extension bad. wire for the tree, so then he threw a fit. Was yeah. Like, this is a safety hazard for the community. Take this down immediately. Scrooge, okay. Yeah, so then he asks Lewis, which we live, laugh, love Lewis, because he's kind of like, I'm assuming he's like the community director or something like that. Like, yeah. his role also was not really stated clearly, but basically Jeremy bothers Lewis for literally anything that's annoying him. So he he demands Lewis to put the tree back up on Christmas Eve, which I'm like, Lewis wants to be with his family, Jeremy, like, please. But basically he tells Noelle he has a gift for her. And he takes her to the mailbox, which is where the tree is, and he's like, yay, your tree, it's back. I, I actually asked Lewis to put it back up again, but I'm taking credit. <laughs> and then that's when they share their cozy Christmas kiss. So, bruh, what did you think on the smooch meter? What was that kiss for you? It was passionate. It was. Like, I would say, like, spicy, spicy. It was just passionate. It was yeah. a nice, nice, good kiss. I put it, I put it super high on the smooch meter with a note about to mess me up. <laughs> and that's on the smooch meter. <laughs> they did end the movie. He apparently writes music. This... It's supposed to be a key part of the movie, but it's barely ever focused on. And then at the end, he apparently wrote a symphony, and him, Henry, and Noel go to the premiere, and Henry's still being annoying, and they're still kissing. So that's that's the end. I think we need to just touch back on our elements a little bit real quick. Setting. Setting, we have a problem with. Because they tried to claim that they were in Chicago, which they were not in Chicago. <laughs> they weren't anywhere near Chicago. <laughs> There's no way. But that's what we're told. The fashion, the hair, the makeup. I mean, I've already shared my thoughts on Natalie Hall, so let's get Tessa's thoughts on Natalie Hall. Stunning! I love her. I the love her. The makeup was, like, so... So... It was a lot more than mm -hmm. you're kind of used to at this point. Like, I feel like they've been leaning more natural, but yes. it wasn't, like, distasteful. No. Like, yeah, she had, like, quite a bit of eyeliner, mascara on, but, like, it was stunningly done. Yeah. Like, really, really pretty. 
And then her hair was, like, literally always in these, like, super loose, cozy-looking waves with, like, half up, half down. Just, like, simple stuff, but it was, again, tasteful. I loved the sister, too. I thought she was always looking really gorgeous. Yeah. And their fashion style, again, it's not, like... They were super Christmassy, but I feel like there were a lot of like maroons yeah. and like that those sort of accents that felt a little Christmassy to me. So I personally really loved it. And her diner outfit was actually really cute as well when it she was, was working. So I loved that part too. We'll quickly touch on chemistry of the couple. I know we talked about it a little bit, but I will say, passionate from the start, that was literally, like, I haven't seen that from a Hallmark movie in a while, where it was that, like, instant connection. My first three notes that I wrote for this entire movie are, Noelle's makeup is lush, in all caps, (laughs) diner decorations are cute, in all caps, (laughs) and chemistry between the two are electric, in all caps. (laughs) So I wholeheartedly agree. Especially with him being shown as a character that's, like, very uncaring, very harsh and blunt. Like, it was like he totally melted as soon as he saw Noelle. It was so cute. And he was, like, absolutely frazzled because obviously they met at the diner while she was working. And he was, like, literally, what was his order? Like, $17 or something like that? He gave her a 50 and told her to keep the rest. We're like, $32? Oh, my God. So, yeah, he, like... He was out, he didn't know what to do. It was so cute. It was so cute. And she definitely was into him from the start as well. So I liked the chemistry of the couple because I felt like it was really natural. But again, that like instant connection that we haven't seen in a while where like both parties are like, oh, hey, they're kind of cute or whatever. Uh-huh. That leads us into our final segment, which is the glacial grading segment. In this, we're going to talk a little bit about those normal counts we've been listing for you, as well as our woo-woo rating. So I'll list off the counts because, of course, we don't make guests do the count. That's not fair. So our adult beverage count was four, which actually was higher than I thought it was going to be for this movie, just because, I don't know, I just didn't think the vibes were going to be there, but... They, of course, he had his one, like, whiskey or whatever it was. They shared two wines together, I think. And then I want to say she had a wine with her sister on that um, terrible blind date. Mm -hmm. There were two hot beverages that I counted. I couldn't tell if it was coffee or hot chocolate for one of them. And then I don't remember the other. Mm, Mm. Hat count? Here's the thing. She had earmuffs, and I counted it as a hat just because, like, it's the closest we've been. But I feel like they're not giving a lot of the leading ladies hats this year. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. Those earmuffs vanished, too. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It was during their skating day, Mm -hmm. and they went to a, like, orchestra afterwards because he's super into classical music, as we've noted. And like Tess said, they just poof. Yep. She left him somewhere. Up and gone, like your Mickey ears. Oh, wow. You had to go there. R.I.P. <laughs> and then the coat count was four. She wore a red coat for a majority of the movie, but she also had a black coat. I want to say a gr- two different gray coats. 
I also could have conflated two, I'll be honest. Huh. Um, and then four for the boot count as well. She had these really cute black heel boots, and those are the only ones I remember out of the four. Again, this is what this is the quality you get when Sally's in charge of the counts. <laughs> my I brain think it's wonderful. <laughs> my brain can only handle so much. So we'll get to that final woo-woo rating that we know we love. Miss Mama Nala, dedicated to you forever and always, because she likes to woo-woo to express herself, not that you had a chance to hear it, because obviously you got beastie hour. So as you know, the woo-woo rating is a one to five, one being the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen, and we have had those, if you ever want to listen back, there have been a few ones. I just need <laughs> one. Not too long ago. That's true. Yeah, last season. Um, and then five being the best Hallmark movie we've ever seen. So, Tessa, what did you rate Noelle Next Door? I went with a solid three. Okay. Split down the middle. <laughs> the decorations were stunning. Yes. In a lot of the scenes, but I wanted more Christmas. Sorry. Ooh. I wanted, like, the over-the-top sort of. And this may be because I just had the Hallmark channel on the other day while I, like, oh, literally sat around and decorated and played Sims and, you know, did random stuff. And okay. some of those brought, like, the real heavy oh, Christmas. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. the snow-covered landscapes and all yes. that. Which, if you're saying you're in Chicago, whatever, yeah, I, I, I Everything's fine. But the thing that, like, brought it up for me was the couple, the chemistry. Yeah. It was stunning. And then brought it down a little bit again was the writing. Yeah. Not awful, just kind of like, eh. <laughs> what's, what? <laughs> yeah, so, there were a few head scratches yeah, of a scene like, where you're okay. like, okay, that happened, I there guess. There also was a moment where he said the same line twice. Yeah, oh my gosh, that was an honorable mention. It's a glitch that they yeah. straight up left in the movie. Yeah, and I, I'm convinced maybe they thought that that was going to be an ad break. And that's why he says the exact same line. Like, it's... A, copy-paste, his eye movements are the same. Like yeah, but what doesn't make sense is that would have been the worst spot for it would have an ad break, because essentially Henry was sharing, being a little bit vulnerable about his situation, saying like, hey, yeah, it's been really hard for me since my parents split, and like I've been dealing with my dad's new fiance and all that stuff, and then that's when Jeremy responds with, oh, I'm sorry, that must be hard. And then it was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that, that must, must be hard. hard. <laughs> and you're like, why would you we go even, to ads? We even skipped back again and listened to that same sentence two more times. Because we Just wanted to, to make confirm. sure we heard that it, it, you know, glitched and said it a second time. So that also, I was like, how does someone miss that? Yeah, that's just lazy a little bit. But I mean, it wasn't bad. That's why I, it's a three. Maybe there's some situation where I'd watch it again. It, you know, it was a solid, it was a good one, Hallmark. You did good. That's all. <laughs> you did good. You I don't did know about good. it. Yeah. Well, I gave this movie a four woo-woo rating. Maybe I'm being a little bit too generous. I think, for me, what really carried it is the couple themselves. I loved how... Okay, you know how Hallmark can sometimes drag things out where you're like, oh my gosh, like, just reveal the secret. I thought they actually did a good job. The progression where it was, believable. was good. Yeah, you like, got a point. I was not frustrated. Like I would normally feel frustrated. I was like, no, okay, that's legit. Like the way that it all tied together, I was like, okay, yeah, that would have been a natural time for them to figure out their identities. Like it, I thought it was actually really well done. 
So that's what lifted it up. All the things that Tess said about why it put it down for her is exactly why it put it down for me. The writing was meh. The interaction sometimes really baffled me. But I liked the characters. That raised it up for me a lot. Lewis was a gem. Lewis was a gem. My last bullet point. Poor, sweet, innocent, helpful Lewis. And, like, literally at one point, like, Noelle's trying to basically get Lewis to bad talk Jeremy because she's like, that neighbor, he's so mean and crotchety and ugh. And then Lewis is like, (sighs) like, he takes his cleansing breath and Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm trying this new thing where I'm trying not to judge people, so I'm going to refrain from comment. I'm like, Lewis! Yes! You don't need to say anything! He's he's really not that bad. Yeah, he does defend Jeremy, even though Jeremy kind of scares Lewis. And he defends Noelle to Jeremy when Jeremy's doing the same thing. Yeah, he does. Well, she's she's just a single mom. She's actually, they're really sweet. Yeah, he's like, she's she's gone through a lot, too, Mm -hmm. like... You know, I, I, I just loved him as a character. He was so refreshing. I did like this movie. I would watch it again, but I'd have to ignore some of the glitches in the movie and maybe pass that diner scene up because that was very uncomfortable to watch. But <laughs> And one side comment that I wanted to make is a lot of what I saw people review this movie on, they said it was bad because the main character, Jeremy, had a stroke and made it like, everything that he talked about. But I actually feel like Hallmark did a really good job of incorporating it into the storyline without making it the only point of the storyline for that character. Like, he had a lot of depth beyond that. So, I don't... I don't know. It's not like every time he was out in public right. interacting with people, he wasn't leaning on that as, like, a crutch for him. Right. Like, he, he was like, just oh, I'm disabled, everyone needs to help me. Or, right. Yeah, he wasn't really making it that big of a point. Yeah, so I kind of disagree. I thought Homer did a really good job of having that main character that had that past and kind of handling it in a delicate way, but also pointing out some of the things that may happen. Like, at one point, a kid does point to him in a grocery store and kind of makes a comment about how his arm is, like, stuck. And I feel like, you know, that's realistic. Like, that could be something that people encounter in that situation and I feel like they handled it really well so that's just a side note but you can let us know if you differ on that opinion I'm curious to hear more people's thoughts on that but that is our podcast wrapped up in a pretty little Christmas bow so we have to give our shout outs shout out to mom because you're not here (laughs) that was a curveball I wasn't expecting you weren't ready Shout out to Jasmine! There you go. Not really some men. <laughs> Shout out to men! Shout out to Tessa for doing this podcast with me. Thank you. Shout out to BC because you were a really good companion throughout this movie and this podcast. Shout out to our favorite couple, Colleen, Colleen and, and Michael. Michael. We love you, love you, love you, especially Miss Millie and Miss Liddy. Shout out to Nick. And to Dad for always being supporters of the podcast. Shout out to our sponsor, Anchor! Thank you for always believing in us. We appreciate you. And shout out to all of our lovely listeners, both Both loyal loyal and and new. We appreciate you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark Chitter Chatter. Next week we'll be bringing you yet another Countdown to Christmas 2022 movie, so stay tuned, get excited, put on your fuzzy socks and get a blanket on because you need to be ready for these Christmas vibes we're going to be throwing your way. So, until then...
Cheers!